This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Let's talk about SEO quickly. This whole search engine optimization thing. People are frustrated by it, confused by it, and there are so many SEO tools out there. Free ones, subscription ones. Which one's the best? Do you ever feel like it's been this dark art, this mystic craft hidden for only certain people to understand? Well, here at Jelly, it all became clear when we started using Ahrefs. The reports we got, the clarity on site ranking, and so much more. Today, for all our clients, we provide Ahrefs reporting and use the tool to audit sites. It's the premier SEO tool that gives you the confidence you're providing top-notch reports and data to your clients. Let the only confusing thing be how the tool's name is said. Check them out at ahrefs.com. I want to thank everyone for joining us on another week of Marketing Jam. This is very special as it's been a year uh, since I've talked to Spencer. And I love talking to Spencer because in our last conversation, he actually was able to convince me that I needed to move our websites over to .ca because he actually works for and represents CIRA, who is the uh, authority that controls and manages and monitors all the .ca domain names in the lovely city of Ottawa, Ontario, here in Canada. So Spencer, thank you for joining us again a year later. And you brought Thanks for having me, Darian. And you brought yeah, a friend I, with you. Yeah. I brought my friend. His name is the Sarge. Um, so you may have seen some of our ads on TV last fall. Um, and so, uh, yeah, when we were all abandoning ship from the office, I didn't want the Sarge to stay by himself. So I, I thought I'd bring him to my place. And those that are on audio only right now, uh, what Spencer has behind him is a uh, Mountie uh, in some short shorts looking very sternly and serious, and he is from the uh, CIRA commercials uh, where Mounties are encouraging everyone to use .cas, and if they don't, they will pour maple syrup on their computers. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, let's, let's just be clear. They're not Mounties. We don't want to get sued. Yes. Um, <laughs> they're, uh, we call them do the Domain Squad, and yeah, they're part of our ad campaign that encourages people to choose .ca for local business. That's amazing. So, Spencer, catch me up. Um, what are you seeing? What are you hearing in kind of the web uh, atmosphere in the web world in Canada right now? Wow. Well, I mean, it's really, it's really crazy. I mean, uh, obviously, with everything going on with COVID-19, um, you know, it, it's one of those situations where obviously there's a lot of, you know, uh, downsides, there's a lot of negatives, and I don't want to downplay any of that. Um, but one thing we're seeing as an organization that lives, breathes, and works on the internet in Canada, it's it's an amazing time. So basically, what we've seen over the past two months is our entire economy, society, social lives, education system all move online and like basically over a period of like a week. And so, I mean, I remember at the beginning, everyone was like, wow, is that actually going to like the internet going to crash? Like, is everything going to go down? And actually, things did pretty good. I mean, the internet did, did, did pretty well. So one of the things we're seeing here at CIRA is just like we're paying attention to all the trends and all the all the things that, you know, once everyone goes online and once online becomes like literally the lifeboat for for the economy and for the country, what happens? And so we're seeing just a lot of really, really good news stories, to be honest. And, um, you know, there's a lot of trends that we're seeing that we're hoping are not just COVID-19 related trends, but that are actually going to continue. Yeah, and what, what are some of the changes you're seeing with people going online and, and, and maybe some of the hope that you're seeing in the midst of all this? Yeah, so I mean, I think the big one is just local businesses. I hmm. mean, um, you know, one stat that's just always blown me away is uh, you can find it in different locations, but basically it says anywhere from 40 to 50% of all small businesses don't have a website. Hmm. Actually, I believe it's all, all businesses don't have a website. 
And that number has just always just amazed me because if you don't have a website, it doesn't matter if you shine shoes or if you sell, uh, you know, digitally digital project products online, you need a website. And, uh, you know, if I ask Siri or Google or Alexa to tell me a local place where I can get my shoes shined, if you don't have a website, they're not, no, you're losing business. Like it's just a straight up fact. And websites are cheaper and easier than ever before to deploy with all kinds of different platforms that make that happen. So one of the trends that we're really seeing is, uh, you know, we're hopeful that 40, 50 percent number is going to come down uh, pretty quickly, actually. And so we're seeing all kinds of businesses pivot online, uh, either either pivot online because they didn't have any online presence before or in some cases pivot their existing online presence to do more or to change or to evolve. And so there's just so many great opportunities for local businesses to do that. And, um, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, I love Amazon. I think everybody loves Amazon. You know, there's, it's a, there's a lot of choice. It's super mm-hmm. simple. It's, it's really easy place to get everything. But I think one of the things we're, we're seeing is that, you know, Amazon's great, but I don't feel, you know, there, there's not a real big sort of personal connection that mm-hmm. anyone feels with Amazon. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. with your local business, you know, your local restaurant, your local barber, your yeah. local, uh, uh, you know, jewelry shop or whatever, there's more of a connection there. So one thing I think we're seeing is like local business that are embracing online, it's really showing how online doesn't need to be soulless, right? Like you can still have that connection, that local flavor, that local feel, a connection with your customers, a connection between businesses uh, and have an online fulfillment or an online sort of browsing experience. Um, So, you know, we see that through organizations that are now doing situations where you, you know, you order online, but you go pick up at the store, which, um, you know, Mother's Day was just a a week or so ago. And I did that for my wife. I went and I shopped at like, I think it was four or five different local businesses. Mm -hmm. I did all my shopping online, all my payments online, all the fulfillment online. And then I just drove and picked it up. And so it's a great way you get that perfect balance between all of the sort of nitty gritty, you know, uh, stuff like payments and shipping and fulfillment, that's all handled by the online platforms, you know, things like Shopify, which do an amazing job at simplifying that. But then you still get that human touch where, you know, you go and they, you know, they greet you at the store. I remember I went to one store here in Ottawa and, you know, they, they had the door opened halfway with the table, sort of uh, holding the door open and in the, on the table was like a wire basket and they would put your, your purchase in the basket and then sort of slide it across and, like, it's kind of awkward, but at the same time, it, it feels good to be like, you know, you know, thank you. You know, I'm supporting a local business. The local business is appreciating my business. I, I'm appreciating the fact that I can fulfill these things locally and help the economy. And none of that means, you know, it, it doesn't, uh, the digital experience doesn't replace the physical experience. It simply augments it. And it, it augments it in a way that I think we're going to see. And there's there's business models that haven't even been thought of yet that are going to embrace this that, that I think we're going to see coming out of this situation. It'd be interesting to to take a room and to fill like one row of like maybe some 20 year olds or even maybe some teenagers and maybe even throw in some elementary school kids, right? Teenagers, 20 year olds, 30 year olds, 40 year olds and so on and have all of them see how long it takes them to launch like a Squarespace website, a Wix website, a Shopify website and then to time that and to kind of get the average statistic per age group. And then just to let the world know, like, hey, you could launch a Wix website in 17 minutes on average, no matter your age. Yeah. And I mean, that's so at Sira, one of the things we've been doing is we've been exactly monitoring that trend of, you know, what we call website builders. And so, I mean, I remember like I built websites. I'm not a super technical guy, but I built websites on um, on WordPress. 
I've yeah. built uh, HTML sites from scratch. Yeah. Um, but the, these How about days, GeoCities, Spencer, have you built a GeoCities website oh, for Angel I mean, Fire? Who has it? Who does not have a GeoCities website <laughs> in their in their sordid past? Um, but 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 I think one of the things we're seeing with these website builders is, yeah, you're right. I mean, I could probably give that platform to my nine year old, and they could build me a website, you know, within an hour. And so I think that there's a fear factor there that businesses were having trouble getting over. And COVID-19, unfortunately, but also possibly in a good way, has forced people to get over that problem. You are going to lose business if you don't have a website. And that applies even if your business is 100% physical, like a massage therapist or a shoe shiner or whatever. You need a website because if you don't, you are absolutely losing revenue. And if you look at these platforms like Wix and Weebly and Shopify and Squarespace, I mean, you're looking at what is it? Anywhere from ten to twenty dollars a month. I mean, if you can't justify ten to twenty dollars a month for the sake of your business, uh, yeah. you know, you've got you've got bigger problems than 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 the cost of a of a website or a domain of a domain. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's a lot that's happening out there now that's making it simpler than ever. And as I said, I mean, we're seeing the business models evolve. But what's really cool about it is there's there's business models that that someone's gonna come up with a business model six months from now that yeah. combines physical and digital in a way that's going to blow all our minds. And, uh, and it's great because I think, you know, one of the things that we lose when we focus solely on, you know, you know the Amazons of the world and things like that is we, we lose that sort of local connection and we lose that, the, the, the situation where the money that we spend and the money that we earn helps grow our local communities. And again, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with Amazon. There's it's absolutely a place for it. But I think there's a good place for both. And I think that we're, what we're seeing is a bit of a renaissance of local business. And, you know, that's not to under or to downplay at all the fact that a lot of local businesses are struggling. You know, we're definitely going to see some bankruptcies out of that. And it's unfortunate. But we're hoping that maybe overall, you know, maybe not in the short term, but over the medium and long term, it can be a net positive that we're able to have a better meld of physical and digital that keeps all the best components of both. And that's really what we're seeing right now. Yeah, like I, uh, I, as Spencer, you're now sporting the beard, right? The, 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 it's a new look since last year, but uh, you know, I could order beard oil on Amazon, or you know, I, you know, my kid goes to elementary school with a beard oil salesman in town, Ginger Beard, and uh, and and he was going to the point where you could order it, and he was delivering it right all over town, wherever you need it. He was, you know, I, it's amazing what these small businesses have been able to do, whether it's delivery or you know, pick up at the door. It's it's incredible. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's where, you know, the, the, there's just so much more ability to make those connections. Like you said, like this is, uh, you know, someone at your at your kid's elementary school. I mean, you know, here in Ottawa, I, you know, uh, again, as I've been doing shopping locally for the past couple of months, I found stores that I didn't even know existed before. Right. And now, okay, now I'm a customer, right? And now I know that, you know, not only that they exist, but I know what kind of products they have and what kind of service they have. And I've, in many cases, I've met the owner because let's face it, in a lot of cases, these businesses are maybe being kept afloat by owner operators. And so it's really great to see. And I mean, the, the explosion of online platforms that we've seen over the past four, four or five years, the Shopify's and the Wix's and the Weebly's and Squarespace's of the world um, has really made it easier than ever to get online. But I think one of the one of the problems that we've had is we've there's been an, this idea that online business meant e-commerce, right? It meant like you were, you know, it meant it was strictly like working out of your basement and shipping things all over the world. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with that model. But I think what we're seeing now is that e-commerce can also mean local. It can also mean storefront. It can also mean personal connection. It can also mean 
you know, developing a, a relationship with your customers that you know them on a first name basis, right? You think about the restaurants where you go and the owner, you know, the owner's name and that kind of thing. Well, imagine that with, like you said, with your barber or with the guy who sells your beard oil or with the person who sells you your, uh, you know, your craft brewer, your craft beer. So there's all kinds of opportunities there that I think the internet is really enabling. And, you know, right now the internet's a lifeboat, but I'm hoping over the long term it's just going to be, you know, a, a rocket that's going to propel all these local businesses to success. And, you know, again, we're going to see some failures and that's unfortunate, but I'm hoping overall it's going to be a positive thing. One of my favorite bakeries goes to the point of you can order on their website, but you can't pay. You, you got to e-transfer them and you got to pick up. So it's it's like they've taken everything, the benefits of the web, but they didn't want to deal with the online transactions. They just preferred e-transfer and they didn't want to deal with um, shipping. So it's brilliant. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? You can pick and choose the elements of the model that you want to incorporate. And that's the cool thing about it now is that, you know, you have these platforms where if you want everything done, payments, shipment, fulfillment, all the stuff, they'll do that. But if you only want part of it, you can only, it's totally possible to do only part of it. And now to be fair, I think in a lot of these situations, it's not so much that they, that some of these small businesses don't want to do these things. It's that a lot of them have been caught off guard and they're just not ready. And so they're doing what they can to sort of cobble together an e-commerce experience. Um, but I think we'll see that evolve over time. And I mean, uh, you know, I'll, I got to be honest, uh, you know, Shopify is just killing it right now. Um, the the ease with which they just launched their uh, their new app a couple of weeks ago, and the ease with which you can go from browsing to payment, mm. um, I you know I I actually think it's better than Apple Pay, which is crazy because I'm a big Apple fan. Mm. And I gave it I, I I showed my wife, and my wife's not super technical, and but she loves to shop. And uh, my birthday's coming up soon, and so I said you got to check this out. And she she talked to me a couple of days later, and she's like that Shopify Pay is crazy easy. It's actually a little bit dangerous. Yeah. Um, and so the, the the degree with which you're able to um, make the process as smooth as possible, I mean, I think for a small business, it's like okay, yeah, you got to give up a percentage of your sales, but are you making that up by how smooth the process is? And my my argument would be probably in a lot of cases the answer is yes. Because that honestly, the the biggest frustration I've had with ordering on all these proprietary e-commerce sites is that. I got to create a new account, a new login. I got to remember that login. And, and I don't know how safe that, you know, website is because they kind of hack together their own e-commerce. So knowing that, uh, you know, the, Amazon already had my info. It was on my phone. It almost made it too easy. So I love that Shopify is empowering brands and, and yeah. small businesses and micro businesses and solopreneurs to be um, as smooth and as classy and as easy as Amazon. Well, that's what's crazy about it, right, is that you've got, you know, you've got these different platforms, you've got Shopify, you've got Apple Pay, you've got Google, Google Pay, and you've got Amazon. And I mean, they all have their positives and their negatives. And I think that one of the things that's great is exactly that, right? I mean, you know, uh, the, uh, the idea of security and trust. So yeah. another thing that we at Sierra do, which you may not be aware of, is we have a whole series of cybersecurity products that we use to protect, it, protect online organizations. Um, and so, you know, trust on the internet is a huge thing. So that ability to have a login with a larger company like a like an Amazon or a Shopify that you know you can trust, not only trust that the transaction is secure, but you know they got your shipping information, you know they got your credit card, you know it's all going to be smooth and simple. That's really really important. And um, you know, it's crazy because like, uh, you know, I'll go online and I'll order something, yeah. and sometimes you won't even realize that it's a Shopify site until you get yeah. to the payment, and you're like, oh sweet. And yeah. so like I, you know, I've done everything from order, you know, gifts from my wife from like yeah. local jewelry stores. But yeah. then I just I, I pre-ordered an album from, from one of my favorite bands the other yeah. day. 
And uh, at the end of the thing, I'm oh, they're on Shopify. So now, yeah. like, if I look at my if I look at my transaction history, I've got like you know, run the jewels and a jewelry store back to back, both on the Shopify payment uh, platform. And uh, I find that kind of funny that uh, that you know you've got both sort of big, huge uh, sort of uh, you know uh, bands and small local businesses, and that's one payment system for all of it. So it's it's super super simple. And I think you know not to make this all about Shopify because I think. That you're again, you're seeing that in all these different platforms where they're just they're taking the sticky parts of e-commerce, the parts that are hard to deal with, like payment, fulfillment, and shipping, and they're making that super simple. And I think if you're a small business and you're worrying, oh, I got to give up two percent of my sales here, I got to give up two percent of my sales there. That's I'm not I'm not downplaying that. But what you need to understand is, from a consumer perspective, you can't put a price on trust and ease of use, and yeah. those two things are massive. And so. If a customer can go to your website and trust that the transaction is going to be secure and fulfilled and realize that they can do basically two taps and they're out, yeah. you're, you're overall, you're going to win in the long run. Yeah. And, and long term, even you know the recent announcement, Shopify's partnership with Facebook and allowing that integration, uh, it's pretty exciting. But on that, I want to talk about explaining leads to clients. CallRail gives you the call tracking you need to measure the success of your marketing efforts in real time. Discover how many calls you received from your Google ads, organic searches, social media efforts, and so much more. And hey, that's not the only reason we use CallRail. CallRail seamlessly integrates all of our call and conversion data with over 700 marketing tools and platforms, including Google Analytics and Salesforce, for a deeper insight into what's happening. Start telling the complete story to your clients. Try a free trial today with callrail.com. Pretty exciting. But on that, um, you know, we recently, a few friends of ours, of ours uh, here at Jelly, we all uh, are dads, and we launched a dad blog site called Dad Things. And, and we chose to put it on .ca because we wanted to let the world know that we are Canadian dads and that we're not trying to be kind of dads for everyone in the world. So. Yeah. What are you hearing with that kind of the trend? Because I think that was the education I got was like, hey, we want to let the world know we're Canadian, we're local, this is our economy, this is the world we we play in, and .ca was able to do that for us. Yeah, I mean, this it's really interesting because uh, you know it's one of those things where you know when I started at Sierra, you know, I'm I'm a sort of I'm a comms guy, I'm a marketing guy, so I try to come up with the right language and the right words, and it's hard because you know as I was saying to a colleague the other day. You know, a lot of people don't know the .ca from the letter Q. Like to them, it's just letters, right? But to but but on the internet, it means so much more. .ca literally means Canada. And so I have this, you know, interesting experiment. And I say, you know, if I said to you, um, uh, there's two websites. One is SpencerSneakers.ca, yeah. and the other SpencerSneakers.com. Yeah. Which one do you think is more likely to ship to Canada? Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, the .ca. Okay. Which one do you think is more likely to offer prices in Canadian dollars? .ca. Which one do you think is more likely to support your local economy? Yeah, .ca. And it right? might be someone so, I know. It might Spencer might be someone in my neighborhood. I went to elementary school. I went to university with. Right, and even if it isn't, like even if Spencer lives in Ottawa and you live in Vancouver, yeah, yeah, you yeah. at least know that I have access to all the same monetary shipping fulfillment tools in Canada that can get you the product. You don't have to worry about border hassles. You don't have to worry about the fact that they don't understand the difference between, you know, Burnaby and Brantford. Um, yeah. You understand that they're a Canadian business. So .ca is really shorthand for Canada, but in a bigger way, it's shorthand for trust and it's shorthand for just ease of experience, which again goes back to, I totally didn't plan this, goes back to what I said a minute ago yeah. about Shopify and about payment systems is you're building in 
trust and ease of use right into your domain name. And yeah. so, you know, if if I, you know, if I see a domain name on a commercial or on the side of a truck driving down the street, right away I know that that business is a Canadian business and it's going to ease any experience that I have with them online. And then I can trust that the transaction is going to be something that, uh, you know, complies with Canadian laws and pays Canadian taxes and supports the Canadian economy. So it's it's really shorthand for trust and ease of use. And so the, the other factor too is, is that, you know, I, we often get the criticism, well, you know, I want to sell internationally or, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm going to be a global superstar. Do you know Canada actually has a pretty good reputation? I mean, um, you know, Canada is globally considered one of the most respected, trusted uh, uh, countries in the world. And so having that branding on your website is not going to hurt you, right? And so, uh, of course, you know, if you had a global business and, and we're selling in multiple countries, we would probably recommend you have a multi a multi-domain strategy anyway with .ca and .com and .de and .uk mm -hmm. and all these different ones. But at the end of the day, you know, being branded Canadian, even globally, is not going to hurt you. Um, if anything, it's going to help you because, you know, with everything that's going on in the world today, Canada's got a pretty good reputation globally. And so, uh, you know, that's not uh, not going to uh, hurt you in any way uh, as you're trying to sell or do business online. Yeah. And that was my argument I, in my head was, well, we want to be globally accepted and, and everyone knows .com. But the minute we turned to .ca, like people always found out we were Canadian anyways. They always knew we were Canadian and it was a benefit, actually. And so it just it was that double affirmation. It wasn't just they had to go to the contact section to affirm our address. They knew right from the get go we were a Canadian agency that they were dealing with. Yeah, and like I said, there's a huge trust element there, um, mm -hmm. and you know, trust is one of those things on the internet that is um, in question these days. You know, yeah. you got all the news, and yeah. you got spam sites, and you got phishing, and all these different things. And so, anything you can do to enhance the trust of your business, the trust of your brand, the trust of your website is going to help. And really, there's no, you know, I could, I, you know, we have all kinds of stats that will will show that. .ca domains are among the most trusted in the world, not yeah. just from a sort of uh, opinion perspective, although that's true. But for example, there are organizations out there that monitor, um, for example, the the uh, how much you know which domains have the most malware or have the most phishing sites or have the most hackers on them. And .ca is consistently among the safest in the world. And in fact, safer than ones like .com. Now, of course, to be fair, .com is larger, so they're a bigger target. But, but all that to say that there is a huge trust factor that goes with the domain that you choose. And when we talk about marketing, right, I mean, you can talk about your Facebook ads and your Twitter ads. You can talk about your YouTube pre-roll. You can talk about your podcast ads. And all that. But at the end of the day, your call to action is your domain name. Visit yeah. blah, 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 dot CA. And so when they see that, there's a huge element of trust there. And in some cases, it's the only thing they're going to see, right? Yeah. And so... If the only thing someone sees is your domain, you want them to get as much information in a short period of time as possible. And so, again, the .ca at the end of the domain tells you this business is Canadian. They ship to Canada. They price in Canadian dollars. I'm supporting the Canadian economy, and I don't have to worry about paying like fifty dollars in border uh, yeah. customs clearing costs for for my yeah. for my product. And so, there's there's all of that. But another huge factor, and this is something we don't talk about often. Um, there's another huge sort of underappreciated benefit of using .ca, and that's the fact that there's so many more .ca domains available. Yeah. So, uh, you know, some people would see this as a negative, but I see it as a positive. So because .ca is only for Canadians, and we enforce that through our Canadian presence requirements, only Canadians can get them. So because of that, 
fewer of them are taken. Right now, we have about 2.8 million domains under, uh, under management. That means that it's easier to get the domain you want. It's easier to get a shorter descriptive domain that's going to say something about your business. And uh, so it's, it's actually easier to get a more descriptive, more marketable domain name with a .c than with a .com. And again, you know, .com is a global, uh, global brand. So you know, with a .com, you're competing with the entire world for not only your domain, but also for the visibility in that space. Whereas in .ca, you have the opportunity to brand yourself Canadian, get a better, more descriptive domain name, and do it all in a package that, that inspires trust in the consumer. So you know, we really believe strongly in it. And again, like with all the negative that's going around with COVID-19, you know, one of the positive things we're seeing is just how much the internet, the Canadian internet, is proving to be a huge asset for our economy and for our society. And, and you know, it's actually a really remarkable time to work for a place like Sierra. Yeah. And, and those that haven't listened to Spencer's first interview, he goes into more detail about even some of the stuff that Sierra uh, does for giving back to businesses in Canada. So make sure you catch that episode. It's really, really inspiring. Uh, as they give back locally, as when you invest in a .ca, you're giving back to local businesses in the area. So the other thing I have to say is in Vancouver, there's a commercial for Capital Direct, and it gets stuck in my head all the time because it's CapitalDirect.ca, and I feel like the .ca just is great for jingles. So those that are radio uh, fans and and are planning to do a jingle and maybe bring a jingle to their organization, a .ca sings so much better than .com. I'm writing that down right now. I did not have that as a proof point, but I'm going to write down .ca does better jingles, and uh, you will you'll see that in a, you'll see that in some of our marketing copy soon. Just sing so well .ca. Um, I recently actually also ordered. I, actually, funny enough, uh, my wife and I love this show called Shit's Creek. Uh, it's on Netflix now, but CBC Gem. Um, so I went to go order for her birthday a Rose's Apothecary shirt. Her name is Rose as well, and it's this famous store in the show. Um, there's all these op- all these people are selling these shirts, and sure enough, I was looking for a .ca, so I knew that I wasn't gonna pay that crazy shipping thing, or wasn't gonna get stopped at the border because I don't even know. I don't think that's an essential service getting shirts for my wife's birthday through the border Probably right not. now. So yeah, so it was Probably a great not. indicator as I looked through the the rankings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it is shorthand, right? And it, it's it's a good way at a glance. And it's almost subconscious, right? When you see it, you're like, okay, that that's the one. So you, you realize right away that like, you know, that all of the, the items I mentioned before, it's just going to be simpler, it's going to be easy, an easier transaction, and it's just less hassle, right? And so, uh, yeah, it's it, we really see it as shorthand for, for trusted businesses. Spencer, I need to know, um, as far as like websites you're going to right now or resources that you recommend for those in the thick of marketing and kind of the you know throes of trying to figure out what's trending, where are you going for those ideas? Where are you going for those resources and inspiration? Uh, wow. So, I mean, there's just so much, like a lot of the inspiration I get nowadays is just from businesses themselves. Like, yeah. um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Twitter user. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big reader of news. And, you know, I just get a lot of inspiration from seeing what businesses are doing to embrace this change, right? Because um, we get some of our best ideas from seeing what businesses are doing to implement the stuff that we talk about, right? And so whether it's, uh, you know, um, businesses that are pivoting online with uh, pickup, uh, with uh, curbside pickup, or businesses that are offering uh, digital products where they didn't before, or, uh, and things like that. I really get a lot of inspiration just from reading those stories. Um, you know, uh, Shopify is just really kind of killing it right now. Um, I yeah. think everybody knows that it's not a super big insight, but they're just doing a lot of really great stuff with empowering local businesses. And, 
And, you know, um, we, we really, you know, we, we sing a lot of the same tunes with Shopify. I mean, it's all about local. It's all about small business, all about empowering the entrepreneur to do more and to do better. And so I really just get a lot of inspiration from reading, you know, those types of stories. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't have a lot of, you know, I could name you all the typical, you know, marketing resources, you know, that, that everyone knows. But really, I, I'm just getting more of my inspiration just from those types of stories these days, because I just feel like that's where the inspiration comes from. That's where the creativity comes from. Yeah. And for me, that's what what drives me and inspires me to, to do this work is because I just love seeing those stories. Like it was I, it just it made me really happy to see how many local businesses yeah. I was able to purchase from for my wife's uh, for sorry, for uh, for Mother's Day, um, you know, online and, and how many different models they had and how much and how they did the fulfillment and and all that kind of stuff. So that's really where I get a lot of my inspiration from marketing these days is, is just from the businesses that are out there doing it. That's awesome. A friend of mine um, many years ago did an experiment where he donated $10 to I think it was 100 charities and then wrote a blog post about his donor experience going through their donor portal. It'd be interesting to do that now to just say, hey, I'm going to buy one thing around the $10 range from all these e-commerce experiences and then kind of analyze what the user experience was like uh, and to follow yeah. that journey. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's user experience is, is so key now, right? And I think that um, that's where... Um, a lot of small businesses get tripped up as they think that it's really hard to develop mm -hmm. that good user experience. But as we know from tools like Weebly and Wix and Shopify yeah. and Squarespace and all these, it's never been easier to create a really seamless user experience for your online business or for your local bricks and mortar business that has an online component. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, consumers just don't, consumers don't have a lot of patience for bad yes. online experiences anymore. And it doesn't matter how small your business is, there's really no excuse for it anymore because the platforms are so easy and so cheap nowadays. Yeah. There's, it's really never been a better time to sort of embrace that. And um, I think that the businesses that are smart and the businesses that are agile are going to yeah. be embracing that right now. And they're embracing it right now out of necessity, a lot of them. But yeah. overall, in the long term, it's, it's going to just be a, a, even if we go back to a, a normal era, which who knows if that's going to happen or when. Um, it's going to benefit them either way because they're going to have built out the infrastructure, built out the the marketing know-how, built out the messages and the, and the ways of presenting their products that are going to not only benefit their online offerings, but they're going to benefit their, their physical offerings too. So it's all it's a win-win in a lot of cases when, you, when these platforms are able to make such easy solutions for businesses to get online. And Spencer, where can people find more uh, resources, follow you more? Where's the best place to find you guys online? Uh, well, our website's Sierra.ca, and uh, you know we're just we're just doing so much these days. It's 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 quite amazing. So, for those who don't know, I mean, .ca is our main uh, thing. We manage and 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 uh, run the the .ca platform, but we also do a ton of other stuff. Um, just uh, last month, we launched a brand new service called Sierra Canadian Shield, and Canadian Shield is basically a free cybersecurity and privacy protection service for individuals and families. So basically. Uh, you can install it on your home router, you yeah. can install it on your iOS or Android device, and it basically will help protect you from uh, uh, from DNS privacy invasions, as well as from cyber attacks. So things like phishing attacks, malware, botnets, and all that kind of stuff. And that's a free service. And we just, Zira does that because we're a nonprofit and we just do cool, amazing stuff for the internet, which is, it's, it's a really interesting time. Um, another thing we're doing now is uh, we have our internet performance test. If you go to performance.zira.ca, mm -hmm. 
Um, it's a test that allows you to, to um, check the uh, quality and the speed of your internet performance. Wow. The reason why we're doing that is because we are working with uh, government organizations such as Industry Canada um, to help them determine where there is a need for better rural broadband service. So if you're in Ottawa or Vancouver, it's probably not as applicable, but if you're in a small rural community or, or, a, or an ex-urban ex community or something along those lines, um, it's a great way to sort of um, test your internet speeds, but also that data is used to better identify places where there's a, a greater need for, uh, for more rural broadband build out. So uh, yeah, it's a really amazing time for Sierra. Um, our Twitter account is Sierra News. You can check us out there too. And uh, yeah, like there's just so much going on right now. Uh, you know, amongst all the negativity, there's just a lot of positive happening on the internet right now. And uh, which is great because I think a lot of people, uh, you know, the past few years have been rough for the internet, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, um, privacy problems and fake news and botnets and Russians, uh, you know, uh, hacking elections and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, it hasn't been a great few years for the internet. And I think right now what we're seeing is the internet is really showing why it is valuable and why it is a critical function. Um, not just the internet, but the open internet is critical to the functioning of, of, a society, of societies and of economies. And, uh, you know, obviously there's all kinds of really great closed paid platforms that are built on top of the open internet, and there's nothing wrong with that. But having access to an open, free internet is just never been more important. And, uh, and we're, I'm really excited about all the stuff that's going on right now. Wow, Spencer, this has been amazing. So many great gems, and, and I love the way you're thinking, and, and so much hope for a lot of people right now listening to the show, watching the show. So thank you for taking the time to be on the show here today. Appreciate it. Our one-year anniversary. Hopefully it's yeah. uh, we don't have to wait as long for the next one to have you on. And Definitely it's not. Thanks a lot, thank Darren. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, Cheers. thank you. Thanks, everyone, for coming this week to Marketing Jam, and we'll see you next week on The Jam. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.